Welcome to Truth Behind Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Dolores Semeraro, former corporate PR girl and digital communication specialist, now hospitality speaker and trainer on a mission to help travel companies and tourism organizations to restore travel confidence. Truth Behind Travel Podcast is a weekly interview series in conversation with tourism industry leaders and travel professionals about what goes on in the industry today, how do we embark on the journey to travel recovery, and restore confidence in travel. Truth Behind Travel brings you the key facts to help you travel once again, better, easier, and smarter. On this week's episode, I'm taking you back to Sri Lanka opening their borders this month to international tourists. Hotels and resorts in Sri Lanka had time to prepare for this most awaited moment. And I wanted to know more about how the travel experience will change for tourists visiting the country and how hotels and tourism operators are ensuring that all is ready and safe. My guest on the podcast today is the Group General Manager of Teardrop Hotels in Sri Lanka, Lucas Prentke. Welcome back to the program. This week I'm back in Sri Lanka, one of the destinations that is close to my heart and I hope to visit back again soon. And I have the pleasure of speaking with the Group General Manager of Teardrop Hotels, Lucas Prentke. Welcome. Thank you so much, Dolores, for having me here. Thank you for joining. I really wanted to go back into Sri Lanka tourism and talk about the operational side of things of hospitality and travel within the tourism industry today. We know we're facing incredible challenges. For me, having you on on the program today is an opportunity to talk about how hotels and resorts are changing the way they operate today in in this new normal, in this next normal, so we speak. So as a group general manager of Teardrop Hotels, there is a selection of beautiful boutique hotels all over Sri Lanka. What were the challenges that you faced during the last few months? We've been working very hard at the Teardrop Hotels uh, in order to meet all the government requirements. Um, you know, anything from uh, improving the facilities uh, all the way to, to changing and, and, and uh, implementing the um, policies and procedures. You know, we've been working with uh, the company, Samantha Health, um, which, which has, you know, um, been auditing our properties in order to, to meet um, the, uh, the SLTDA requirements. Um, and we've been certified, you know, it's, it's been taking time, but uh, um, that is a small challenge, I think, still comparing to the biggest one. Um, and that is the, the 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 staff mentality. I think you know uh, our mentality and the way we think, the way we approach this issue is a much bigger challenge. Uh, you know, in this industry, we've been all very close to the guests, and suddenly, you know, you are not allowed to be as close as you want to. Um, you know, we're still fortunate by the fact that you know our properties are. Uh, scatter around Sri Lanka in quite remote locations. On the way, you, you won't be in a crowded places even before, um, you know, implementing all these policies and procedures. Um, so, you know, there's not that many things we, we had to change. When you look at the um, the peculiarity of teardrop hotels being boutique properties and scattered all over Sri Lanka. 
you look at the, the guest experience more than in a very intimate way, probably more than the bigger, the bigger hospitality organizations. How did that guest experience change based on all the protocols and standards that you had to implement? Well, um, first of all, we need to ask ourselves a question. Is that exclusive to um, hotel industry? And I, I think it's not. Um, it's very important to understand that, you know, we sort of get used to um, having all those restrictions around. And, you know, when people do travel um, or stay at the hotels, they they simply have those restrictions in mind. And I think people accepted in a way um, saying um, that this is not affecting the ex guest experience I think it's a it's a wrong statement I mean it somehow it will be always affecting the experience it's probably less affecting in the properties like ours because you know people just simply um, want to be um, out there alone want to have their own privacy and want to have their own space and this has been always um, you know uh, an ultimate um, ultimate goal. And from an operational standpoint, when it comes to um, welcoming guests with all the new regulations and places, and obviously also even the room experience or the food and beverage experience that a guest will, you know, absorb and, and live through during his stay at the hotel. We, we are often used to address the needs of international travelers. Your guests today are the domestic market. So how has that affected the operations, the day-to-day -day operations of the hotels? Have you changed the way you operate your uh, properties based on the demands of the local market? Well, typically the guests which are uh, staying in our hotels, you know, whether domestic or international, um, they have very similar needs. Um, they have a need of um, space, they have a need of time that they want to spend with each other, um, and they really have a need of privacy. Um, I think on this sense, not that much changed. And obviously, you know, with the local market, there is a, a small change when it comes to traveling itself uh, and transferring guests, because most of the local guests would be using their own transportation. Uh, so that this is actually uh, the biggest change when it comes to logistics. Why? Well, when, when it comes to stay, staying itself, um, there would not be that much actually uh, difference between the domestic, um, domestic travelers and the international travelers. And when it comes to, you know, talking to not just to the travelers and of course your local or international guests, but when you stay connected remain close to your business partners that are selling your product are waiting to see what happens in Sri Lanka how do you reassure them well first first of all we, we really um, you know put lots of efforts to really keep in touch um, second thing you know it's a constant uh, um, sharing of what's going well, you know what's going on in Sri Lanka how the regulations are changing um, and we're trying to uh, you know, first make sure that they rely on uh, on us and, you know, information we are sharing um, that is, you know, coming absolutely out from, 
from the source. I think what is most important for everyone is to make sure that the travel, uh, which will resume in a future, um, are safe. Um, we all have to work together with the government first, you know, to really uh, promote Sri Lanka as a safe uh, destination to travel to. Um, and we have to uh, communicate with the industry by reassuring that our um, particular properties, um, whatever guests are traveling to, are absolutely safe. I think this is the, the this is an absolute uh, uh, critical point. It's very much about traveling better rather than traveling more. And when you mentioned that, that better is in fact spending time with those you love, spending time with your friends, enjoying that precious time rather than having to race to visit as many places as possible. It's more about quality than quantity. So what do you think travelers are valuing today and what, what motivates their choices? People would you know, slightly change their uh, approach when it comes to traveling, uh, moving more into um, you know, wellness retreats, more into um, a natural environment when it comes to uh, the destinations. You know, the company uh, I work for and uh, Tea Drop Hotels would definitely be one of uh, the companies that have the, the, the properties uh, scattered around in the remote locations so that, you know, they are actually allowing guests to um, to stay those type of environments that uh, you know, I think are now most desired. Yes, and we have to be able to offer experiences that would embrace their needs, the need of being um, not isolated, but the need, the need to feel safe, the need to be in control, to be able to plan, to be able to have options, have uh, choices. When you look at the ways we traveled, for example, to Sri Lanka, we know Sri Lanka is a country that deserves more than just a weekend getaway or three or four days and is a country that needs to be visited fully. And when you go to Sri Lanka, you probably need to give yourself at least two weeks or maybe three to be generous. What's the average length of stay of the Teardrop Hotel's guest? Well, when it comes to um, a property, it can be anything between two to three days. Uh, and I guess we're not uh, you know, very far from anyone else. Uh, the advantage we have that we are having properties all around Sri Lanka and we uh, craft the experience um, through uh, journeys. Uh, so we offer, um, you know, visiting different places, different locations, and, you know, that can last for, as you said, two or three weeks or even more. Um, so, you know, with our seven properties we have um, at the moment in portfolio, um, you know, in the the best possible locations, we we, we are so fortunate actually to, uh, to be able to craft that uh, journey experience for guests. So you were looking at having uh, tours of Sri Lanka by staying, for example, two or three days in one of your hotels in the south and then moving on to see the north of Sri Lanka with another of your properties over there. So your guests are staying in various locations of Sri Lanka, but always staying at one of the teardrop hotels. So when we look at keeping the guests safe, but also keeping the population safe, how are you going to manage these inter-hotel transfers? Well, I think it's much easier to control 
uh, safety when you stay in one with one particular company, because you always maintain the same uh, standard when it comes to um, you know all these health and safety restrictions and procedures we are we having in place. Um, so obviously that's a lot um, easier to control, and I think also assuring guests um, better. Uh, when it comes to traveling, obviously the guests have, have you know various of choices, staying in different um, hotels and 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 uh, at the different locations. Um, well, I think it's uh, uh, you know it's av- uh, avoidable uh, to actually stay with different companies because of um, you know the, the the properties we have in our portfolio and in, uh, in different locations. Um, we, we're not saying that you know guests um, may not be staying or uh, choosing. Um, and other locations. This is where it becomes a, a little bit more complicated because then it gets out of our control. If someone decides to actually stay in the middle of um, the trip um, at another location, then obviously you know we need to make sure that that particular property, as well as you know the whole transfers, are being um, an absolutely uh, safe. Um, we are all in touch. I mean, we are all, um, you know, cooperating with, um, uh, you know, not only business partners, but uh, even with the competitors and, you know, any uh, properties uh, in the market. And so, you know, there is an absolutely uh, necessity for us to be in touch with everyone's assuring guests is safe. It's not just that the guest is staying with us alone, but what is the, the rest of the journey of the guests as well? Yes, indeed. Especially when it comes to the safety of not just the guests themselves, but also the safety of the team. How? What are the protocols in place to ensure the well-being and the safety of the team members when it, when it comes to, for example, their shift, their duty hours? Do they go back home? Do they stay in the hotel? First of all, we want to um, make sure that, that the staff is not moving around too much. It's uh, remaining at the site. So if, um, you know, at any point that we discover there is something um, going on in one of the properties, none of the other staff members from different properties are going to be affected. We even um, implemented the system that uh, um, leaves the gap between traveling of um, uh, two weeks so that, you know, if, if there is anything at all, um, the person remains as a you know in a in a self sort of isolation for a while before traveling to another property. We have um, on a way limited the um, training sessions that we used to have um, you know by gathering people around. We have shifted into online tra- training sa- sessions. We've all shifted into a sort of online world more than ever, um, especially over the last few months. So. Embracing it also when it comes to to staff training and company culture and cascading, obviously, the company values and purposes and um, plans and strategies, it's uh, it's inevitable. You've worked in so many countries and you've worked with different nationalities, different cultures across Asia, Southeast Asia, and you've, you've learned how to face situations, how to handle situations based on different external factors, like now more than ever, for example, the last few months uh, of lockdowns and pandemic that has heavily affected the hospitality industry. As a tourism leader, as a hotelier, what have you learned 
over the last few months? Um, you know, we are much more united as a global community. Uh, we work towards one particular goal, um, you know, to really get over this this uh, virus. And, and I think all the nations around the globe are really working hard towards that one particular goal. We also, um, you know, learned that we share, um, you know, same values, that we are much closer than, you know, to each other, that we are much more similar, I guess, than we thought. Um, you know, we always speak about, you know, different countries, different nations, different cultures. Um, in the times like this, you know, we, we all kind of get together and think, you know, this is our, uh, you know, one big enemy, right? And we have to overcome this, uh, this challenges uh, at once. And I guess politically, yes, there will be still, um, you know, nations having their own interests, but we as a population, I think, of this world, uh, we have one common goal. Um, you know, I have learned to have faith, you know, in this industry, especially, you know, this is where this is where everybody is uh, is, is is struggling. This industry been been probably hit, um, you know, uh, badly, uh, most badly. And among every other industry, I think we have we've struggled, um, you know, most. And uh, we remain strong, you know. In in two drop hotels, we we all very positive. We um, we all take the opportunity of the time to. Uh, rethink to really we um, um, really redo to remake or uh, to uh, improve. And when it comes to giving a word of advice from a hotelier to another hotelier, or most importantly to a person that, for example, would start working in the industry in these challenging times, what would be your word of advice to that? You know, uh, we don't know what's around the corner. And I'm a strong believer that actually things will turn around very quickly. I think that the travel industry will rebuild. This is a natural way for people to uh, uh, to travel. I think people will probably find a, even a greater need of traveling because of all these, you know, restrictions they have and all these, you know, different regulations they have in place. People will try to escape, and I think there is a future definitely for uh, for hoteliers. And if somebody, you know, really uh, feels like that's the field they work want to work in, um, I would definitely encourage to do so. Uh, there is no uh, real need of of retreating from from this field. So people who are already in this industry to feel like, oh, I want to change it. Maybe you know, somewhere else is more safe. So, so yeah, that's, that's all. Right. Well, it, I think it's, it's a great message because a lot of people that are unfortunately losing trust in the hospitality industry, having heavily, heavily being affected, uh, are looking at other industries to, to continue their work, to continue, you know, their, 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 to, to have a future. And when it comes to, encouraging not just people that are fit that are approaching the industry first time but also those that are working in the industry and unfortunately have been affected we must make sure we we share a message of 
a word of encouragement, a word of um, understanding. Um, how are they feeling? What are the challenges that they're having? What are the problems and how we can help them? And perhaps one of the reasons why I created this podcast was just about that, was to shine a light on on what's going on in the industry, not just from an hotelier perspective, but also to help those that are listening and understanding that the industry is moving forward to a new normal and changing, improving, taking an taking this current the situation as an opportunity to improve and experiences like yours coming into um coming into the op- uh, coming coming onto the episode and sharing how is this working for you what is the industry how is the industry changing within sri lanka and how is it improving it really means a lot it shares a lot of values so for that i thank you and i wish you all the best for the work ahead Thank you so much, Dolores. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Did you enjoy today's episode? As of December 31st, 2020, Sri Lanka has had 42,702 confirmed cases of COVID-19. And after a long border closure, the country is reopening to international tourism as we speak. Thank you for being part of this journey with me. I have enjoyed reading your fantastic reviews and I'd love to keep them coming. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and all the main platforms of your favorite apps. I'm also on Spotify. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes, make sure to head over to www.truthbehindtravelpodcast.com and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you and have a great weekend ahead.